Amen. Would you pray with me once more? Heavenly Father, again, we thank you, Lord, for this season. We thank you for the gift. Lord, as we spend the next few moments going into your word, please speak to our hearts. Move us, Lord, as our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so it's Christmas time, and uh, one of the most looked forward to events of the year uh, is when we get our gifts. Amen? You don't sound excited about your gifts. Um, I remember growing up as a child that uh, Christmas was always the, it was the day that everything you wanted throughout the year, if you didn't get it then, you got it Christmas Day, if your parents could afford it. And uh, Christmas was a little bit different because, you know, throughout the year, you, it's your birthday, uh, you're getting gifts because it's your birthday. Um, but on Christmas, you were getting gifts, like, just because people were being nice. And, you know, it's, it was just a different experience to wake up on Christmas morning and to find that gift underneath the tree. Yeah? Yeah? Some of you remember that? You, yeah? Um, it was a very special thing. And, 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 and by the way, when I would go, to, you know, and, and look under that tree and, and would see those gifts wrapped, my mind just started racing because I was like, what's in the box? Okay, has anyone in here ever received a gift before? Because you're looking at me like, gift? What is he talking about? <laughs> Christmas. All right, very good. So, so there was something special about what was in the box. And by the way, you know, the day after Christmas, we would go to school and, you know, it'd basically be, you'd be bragging about your parents. You know, my parents got me this, 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 this. You know, it was that morning that I knew. If I doubted before, I knew my parents loved me on Christmas morning. And just how much they loved me depended on what I got. When I saw it, I was like, man, mom, you really do love me, huh? So, you know, a kid's mind. A kid's mind. Um, But I want to talk to you about uh, a different type of morning. You know, Christmas morning is a wonderful, wonderful morning. But I want to talk to you about the real story behind Christmas. Amen? Amen. And uh, and it's it's actually going to bring us back to a very special morning, but not Christmas morning. So, so the story begins with the fact that God created a world that was perfect and beautiful and harmonious. Uh, all was, was good until we know that uh, Adam and Eve, the first of God's creation, listened to the lie of the enemy and thus entered darkness and sin and death into this world. Um, In fact, I can imagine how much it must have hurt God's heart when the Bible says that God came to Adam and Eve in the garden, and the Bible says that they were actually hiding from him. In other words, they now looked at God with suspicion and fear, and there was nothing that God wanted more. I mean, think about what you would want for Christmas, and think about in God's mind. There was nothing that he wanted more than to be reunited with humanity, than for humanity to be redeemed from sin and destruction. And so God gives mankind a promise. If you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 
3, Genesis chapter 3, and I want you to notice with me verse 15. Um, in fact, verse 7 says, And they, the eyes of them both were opened, speaking of Adam and Eve. They knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. See mankind hiding from God, covering themselves with fig leaves. And you know what? The same is happening today. People are still hiding from God because they are fearful or misunderstand his character. And so God comes in the garden, comes to the garden, and he speaks to Adam and Eve, and he gives them a promise. The promise is found in Genesis 3.15. And the promise simply stated that God would send a special gift. A special what, everyone? A special gift in his son, Jesus Christ. And this gift was to bruise the head of the serpent, otherwise known as Satan. And then God does something in Genesis 3, verse 21. The Bible says here, Unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. And then verse 24, he drove, the man, drove out the man and placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So when man sinned, God came to them. He said, listen, there's a plan that has been set in place to redeem you. He removes their fig leaves and God gives mankind the first gift ever. It was the gift of a coat. Animals were slain so that Adam and Eve would be covered. Someone should say amen. (laughs) Well, understand then that, that from that moment on, Adam and Eve and all humanity were looking forward to the coming of this Redeemer, to the coming of the Messiah. And Jesus Christ would indeed Come, the Father would indeed send a gift according to John 3.17. The Bible says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so centuries passed looking for the Messiah. But the sad fact is that when Jesus came, only a few recognized him. In fact, you know the story. It was the wise men that saw his star and came and brought him what? Gifts. This is the origin of what we call today Christmas. It is a celebration of the coming of Jesus Christ. It is a celebration where, where, and, and notice this, that it was Jesus that received the gifts. It was Jesus that received the gifts. But we'll come back to that. Uh, the Bible tells us that, 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 uh, that uh, uh, God sent his son into this world. Matthew one twenty one tells us that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Amen? What a gift. What a gift. And yet, the Bible lets us know that when this gift came, the world did not recognize him as the gift of God. They mocked him. They rejected him. Uh, they, they did not believe in him. It was, it was almost as though they, they could not recognize what God was doing. And so, 
We talk about the Christmas tree, how, how beautiful it is to see those gifts under the tree. And when those gifts are, are connected with that tree, how it's just like, oh, man, look, the tree and Christmas and my gifts. Wow, exciting. But do you realize that it was not until God put the gift of Jesus Christ on the tree. Amen. Just going to wait. <laughs> I've been waiting for this all week. <laughs> that line. It was not until God put the gift on the tree that humanity began to realize when they began to see the glory of the gift. You see, beloved, I believe that the true Christmas tree is the cross of Calvary. And when we begin to understand that, we begin to see the the love of the... We can then see, wow, that's how much the Father loves me? What a gift. What a gift. You see, beloved, back in the garden, God had promised several things. He said, listen, I am going to bruise the head of the serpent. Do you realize that it is when we see Christ on the cross, that gift connected with the tree? Do you know the Bible says that, um, that Jesus died on a hill called Golgotha? Yes? Yeah? Do you know that the word Golgotha means the place of a skull? So, beloved, what that is signifying is that when Jesus died, he died, as it were, with his feet on top of a skull. (laughs) What a gift! It was symbolizing that through the cross of Christ, Satan's head would be bruised. That the enemy would be defeated. And, beloved, as we look at that true Christmas tree, we begin to understand the value of the gift. Our minds become blown because we see, wow, look at what God the Father gave to us. You see, beloved, listen, this gift is no ordinary gift. Uh, It is a gift that subtracts. A gift that what, Pastor? Yes, it's a gift that subtracts. I want you to listen to this. The book of... um, uh, the book of First John, I'm sorry, the book of John, chapter 1, verse 29. The Bible says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh... What is that? Subtracting, isn't it? <laughs> that taketh away what? The sins of the world. Beloved, as we look at that gift on the tree and we open it up, we see there that this gift subtracts sin from our lives. What a gift. What a gift. You see, when John said the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, he was pointing back to the very event that God, uh, that, that happened in the Garden of Eden when a lamb was slain to provide something for Adam and Eve. And beloved, let me tell you something. On that special day that Christ died on the cross, he provided for us a Christmas coat. A coat specifically designed for you. Not just any coat, but this coat subtracts sin. 
And beloved, God invites us to put this coat on, and, and this coat empowers us. This coat empowers us to break the bondage of the enemy. This is what Christmas is really about. It is Christ coming to set his people free from their sins. It is not only a coat that subtracts, it is a coat, it is a gift that divides. You see, beloved, Hebrews 4.12 tells us, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Beloved, this gift at the cross divides the old man, the new man, from the old man. It makes us new creations in Jesus Christ. It separates us from the old life and invites us into a new life. This gift not only subtracts, it not only divides, it also adds. You see, beloved, the Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. When you accept this gift, eternal life is added to you. What a gift that Christ left for us at the cross. This gift not only subtracts, it not only divides, it not only adds, but it also multiplies. You see, beloved, listen. According to John chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible says, And I, speaking of Jesus, and I, if I be what? Lifted up will do what? Draw all men unto me. Well, what is he talking about? Where was he going to be lifted up? On the cross, on the Christmas tree. So listen, in order for you to get the gift, (laughs) you have to come to the tree. (laughs) Beloved, I remember waking up Christmas morning when I was little, and my greatest desire was to come to the tree. Beloved, God has provided a gift for us, but the only way that we get the gift is by coming to the tree. Now, you say, Pastor, how does that multiply? Listen, when I come to the tree, the gift is there. What is that gift? It is his robe of righteousness. Amen? It's his son. It's Jesus covering us. But listen, listen. You see, when you love someone, how many of you go down before, you know, Christmas and you go there, you're a gift that's under the tree, you take it up, you know, so-and-so has gotten you this gift in your family, you look at that person and go, man, wow, thank you for the gift. What do you do? Do you have something under the tree for that person as well? Yeah, why? Because love, that's what love is. Love is an exchange, amen? So, so check this out. Christ gave us a gift. And he says, hey, this is how much I love you. I gave you a gift. Now, the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. So, if he demonstrates his love to us by giving us a gift, then how do we demonstrate our love back to him? By giving him a gift. Huh? Well, what kind of gift can we give Jesus? Well, it's very interesting. Listen, Jesus likes his gifts wrapped. So check this out. He left the wrapping for the gift. You see, beloved, his gift is a coat. And now he says, listen... 
Here's what I love the most. I love you. So I've left a wrapping for you on the tree. I want you to be my gift. And so, beloved, we wrap ourselves in the wrapping of Christ, in that robe of righteousness, and now I become his gift. He has given to me, and I give him myself. That's what Jesus wants for Christmas. He wants you. Now, beloved, when you love someone, one gift is never enough. So you find out what the, what the person likes. Hey, what do you like? I like blank. And oh man, I'm going to get you this. And you know, I'm going to add this to it. Well, guess what? Guess what Jesus likes? Jesus loves souls. I love souls. He loves souls. So you know what? For Christmas, let's get him some souls. <laughs> yeah, not only myself, but let's bring some other people to the tree. And get them wrapped in his robe of righteousness. And now that one gift becomes a gift multiplier. (laughs) Because more and more people are being placed at the tree. Why? Because one morning, it will not be the first coming of Jesus Christmas. It will be the second coming of Jesus Christmas. Listen, listen, can you imagine what it's going to be like when Jesus gets up on second coming morning because he's coming to get his gifts. All the gifts that have been gathering at the tree for him since he left. Look, he put his gift under the tree, on the tree, and then he left. And he says, one day I'm going to come back, and I want to come back for all the gifts that have been gathered for me under the tree. And beloved, when Jesus Christ comes back, remember what's in the box? What's in that gift? I can't wait to see it, beloved. There is a wrapping. There is a, there, when, when Jesus comes again, he's going to gather all his gifts out of the earth and those who are still alive. And it's going to be a grand morning because Jesus is going to be like, oh, man, look at that. Ooh, oh, wow. Oh, what? Oh, man. Can you imagine the excitement of a little boy in unwrapping those gifts? That is the excitement that Jesus will have as he unwraps some of us from the grave. As he unwraps some of more, all of us from that old shell of a self. The Bible says we do not yet know what we shall be. But when we see him, we will see him as he is because we will be like him. Beloved, I'm looking forward to that great morning. When Jesus gets to open his gifts. I want to be a gift for Jesus. Beloved, as you celebrate Christmas. As you celebrate Christmas, I encourage you, I invite you to remember that the real reason we celebrate, the one whom we are celebrating, is Jesus himself. Ask yourself, what does Jesus like? What does Jesus want? He wants you. He wants souls. Let us be about the work of our Heavenly Father. 
Art historian Seymour Slive described the great Dutch artist Rembrandt as the master of light and shadow, a compelling storyteller on canvas. Rembrandt's painting, The Adoration of the Shepherds, portrays the darkened stable in Bethlehem where two shepherds kneel beside the manger while other people stand farther away. One man holds a lantern, but the brightest light shines not from his lantern, but from the Christ child, illuminating those who have gathered close to him. Seven centuries before Jesus' birth, Isaiah used an image of light and shadow to foretell the coming of a Savior for Israel. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Each person may see a different story in Rembrandt's painting, but perhaps each of us is represented somewhere in that stable. Are we kneeling in worship, standing in back in hesitation, or hiding from the light that has penetrated the darkness? Christmas invites us to step out of the shadows and into the light and to allow the light of Christ to shine into our hearts. Observing God's love from afar is only a passing delight. But when we experience Christ's presence, our darkness is turned into light. Faith in Christ is not a leap into the dark. It is a step into the light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the heavenly music that we have heard today. We thank you for the reason for this celebration, which is your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for that eternal gift given to us. And we thank you that he is indeed coming again to receive his own. Lord, bless us as we continue to fellowship um, throughout this upcoming, this season. And may we not forget the reason for this season. And we thank you for hearing, Lord, and answering our prayer. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Amen.